Hey there, Super Sober Heroes. It's your host, Sober Steve, the podcast guy. And before we jump into today's episode, I want to take a brief moment to ask for your help to shape the future of gay A. Over the years, this podcast has grown and evolved as I've grown in my sobriety. And recently, I've been investing wild amounts of time, money, and energy to find ways to level up this podcast so it can get heard by the people who need to hear it. I want to take a brief moment to check in with all of you, though, to see what you love about the current show and what could be better as I'm growing and moving forward. In the show notes is a three to five minute survey for you to complete. I kindly ask that you pause this episode and take the time to complete it if you haven't already. You are kind enough to give me 20 to 40 minutes of your time each week when you listen to these episodes, and I want to make sure it's time well spent. So please let your voice be heard. Thanks, SoberPod, and enjoy the show. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Gay A, a podcast about sobriety for the LGBT plus community and our allies. I'm your host, Steve Bennett Martin. I am an alcoholic, and I am grateful for my friendships. As of this recording, I am 141 days sober, and today we are welcoming a guest to share their experience, wisdom, and hope with you. Welcome to the show, Yurun. Did I say that all right? Thank you. Yeah, yeah, kind of good. <laughs> Thank oh. you so much. Yes. And for the listeners, why don't you introduce yourself, who you are, and a little bit, you know, more about you? Yeah, so I'm uh, Jeroen Verzante. I live at the moment in Spain, in Valencia, but I'm from Amsterdam, from the Netherlands. I'm two years sober, more than two years right now. And I'm a mindset coach also for the LGBT community. So, yeah, that's basically it. Excellent. And can you share a little bit about what your journey with alcohol and addiction was like to get you here? Oh, yeah, for me, it was not like a typical story that I was drinking a lot at home, you know, like the kind of stereotype story we have sometimes around alcoholics. But for me, it was more that I'm really uh, was yeah, caught up in a party life. I was continuously partying. And at some point, I just kind of lost the connection with myself and everything went downhill and almost lost my job and everything. So I was, I was like, at some point, I got to stop. And a point came when I was on a holiday in Madrid. Mm -hmm. I was on a crazy bender for like four or five nights. And I got back in the hostel every time at 10, 10 a.m. A lot of drugs also. And then I woke up on my birthday alone in a gay sauna. And I was like with someone next to me who was 20 years older and something that I was normally not really into. <laughs> so I was like, this is not the life I want to live. And yeah, from that moment, I kind of had my rock bottom moment and I was like yeah my my life needs to change so that's uh, how I got there yeah I, I certainly understand and you know especially being so tied to the, the party life how do you feel your sexuality played a role in your addiction good question I think I wasn't really aware of it I wasn't really aware of that I'm actually still was struggling with accepting myself you know for a long time I was just like thinking about if I were coming out of the closet it's going to be enough and uh, that's just uh, just like it. But I was still like, I think, denying part of myself. I was still trying to fit in sometimes with the straight boys or or with any group. So I wasn't really sure about my personality, but also not really sure like how that uh, sexuality played a role in that. So I definitely played a role. And I wasn't really aware of it. But later when I got sober and facing all my demons, <laughs> Uh, I was like, this is still a part of that that I need to need to work on, you know. So I was sometimes still uncomfortable, you know, around straight guys and stuff like that. So I was like, well, where does this come from? So definitely, 
something I was struggling with. Yeah. Yeah, I, I understand that for sure. I've been there too. And how yeah. would you say your sexuality has played a role in your recovery then, now that you're sober? Yeah, definitely. Oh yeah, I definitely met some met some people online on Instagram that I'm still kind of online friends with within the LGBT community, Q community. So it's it's definitely yeah something that brought another layer to the community, you know, sober and and being gay. So that's that's really nice. I don't really have that here. At the moment, I just moved like six weeks ago to Spain, so it's going to be good to find out if there's any any sober community. But online, for sure. And but yeah, I would say also it's so different how I how I go on dates now. It's so kind of different kind of boys I attract, you know, because your your standards are way higher. It's, you know, it's like it's nice if somebody looks nice, but now I want way more than than just that. Yeah. So that also that's also had a, had a big impact for sure. Yeah. And speaking of online, that is where I found you and met you, where I learned you had an Instagram account about being a mindset coach. Now, can you mm-hmm. share with the listeners a little bit more about what a mindset coach is and how you found that as your your passion? Yeah, sure. Like, yeah, a mindset coach, literally, yeah, mindset coach is a quite broad name. So basically help people gain more confidence in their life or help people find their purpose back in their lives. And it's kind of, it's really yeah personal to me as well, because I kind of help people, not kind of, I help people who were me like two years ago, or three years ago. You know? So because of my experience with that, but also of course with education, I have as a coach, I really felt as, yeah, as a passion to, to help people and also to, to make even the, the community a better place, you know, because if we're all going to love ourselves a little bit more, if I can be a part of that, then I also give back with my work to the community. So that's different legacy. But yeah, those are, those are the reasons I started it. Yeah. And part of that was that you also shared with me your ebook, Be Proud and Own Your Confidence, a guide for gay men to take back. Tell mm-hmm. us a little bit more about the creative process behind writing this and how people can find it. Yeah, so the book is on Amazon, and yeah, I kind of, I felt like I want to write a book, so I'm definitely going to do that next year. So I was like, let's see how it goes if I just start with an ebook and write my story and stuff like that. But to be honest, especially the first page, pages where I'm very vulnerable, very personal, it kind of felt like a, a therapy session to me, which is kind of good, you know, so it was it was not that I was crying, but it was kind of emotional to, to to write it, but also really relieving, to be honest. I said word word relieving, yeah. So so it was a it was a great process. And, but I actually, when I was done, I was like, oh, there's so much more to tell. I really want to write a book. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, definitely. Yeah. Excellent. Well, I look forward to hearing about the book when it comes out. Yeah, sure. <laughs> now, what have some of the positive changes in your life been now that you're sober? Ooh, how long do we have on this podcast? <laughs> <laughs> as long as you need. Yeah. Now, to be honest, I would say really the connection with myself, that the connection with myself is back. I think that's the most important thing. I was so lost on that night in Madrid that, yeah, that I that I really find my purpose back. I... I'm more confident. I am more healthy, of course, because I don't drink anymore. I also never smoked or anything, so that's good. That's more confident, way more confident about everything. And just so much more aligned with who I really am. I think that's it. it's one 
I kind of see it as a gift, this, this whole rock bottom experience, because it brought me so much back to myself that yeah that that, that that's uh, the most the biggest benefit of it i would say yeah wonderful and i couldn't agree more uh i, I love the mm. kind of the saying that like my my worst day sober is better than my best day when i was drinking definitely yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah now if you can give one piece of advice to someone who is sober curious or newly sober what would it be i would say take it easy with yourself uh, especially if you're, if you're newly sober, you know, there's this, I never really went to AA, but there is this saying one day at a time, right? And I, I kind of live by it. So yeah, be really gentle with yourself and just go from one day to one day and uh, try to see if, if there's a group around, find some people that are also sober because for me, the Instagram community helped me enormously. Like, it was so good to see people that actually turned one year sober, two years sober, when I still was like 60 days or 90 days or, or two days. It's so good to see those examples. So I would really, if you're newly sober, do that. And also, which book? I kind of two books. Mm. <laughs> and I really uh, recommend is uh, The Unexpected Joy of Being Sober from Catherine Gray. I could relate with her a lot. She also had this crazy party life and she also was like a journalist and everything. I studied journalism myself, so it's like, well, so relatable. But like, especially the first year of her being sober was, was really nice to read. And if you're more, it's kind of theoretical, but I really liked the mindset around this book. It's The Naked Mind, I think, is that the title? Yeah. And it's just about how your brain works with all how everything works and how you kind of get trapped into 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 being into a, an addiction. So uh, that was really just a mind, yeah, a mind fuck for me to to witness that book. And I was like, whoa! I mean, just how do you say that? It's been just so much, and that I was not really that I was so much not in control. If yeah. I when I was reading that book, and I was like, whoa! Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'll have to check yeah. them out. So playing a game with you all the time, all the time. Yeah. So, hmm. yeah. Uh, what are some things that you do to help yourself stay sober? I think meditation is a really important one to really meditate uh, every morning and uh, to remind myself why I'm doing this, why why I'm sober, and to look back sometimes to journal about how far I come, I've come, and actually sometimes <laughs> it's a bit weird, but maybe also sometimes be around still uh, if, if you're comfortable with it i'm two years sober now so i don't really care i actually went dancing for the first time after this whole covid thing in a gay bar and a gay club last weekend and i was with someone and uh, I, I, he was taking like shots like every 10 minutes on, on the bar and it's like it was for me so weird to see sober yeah but also like i was that guy Kind of. I, I was this person and it was, it was such a check-in with myself that like, whoa, I never want to go there again. So yeah, that, that also really helped. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. Yeah. E- even when I was yeah. w- one week sober, I went to a, a friend's wedding and just seeing them all yeah. like get drunk and, and kind of sloppy the, the night before at the wedding. It, you know, I was worried about yeah. what it would do for me and whether I'd be tempted to drink, but actually watching them getting drunk, I was like, I don't want that anymore. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it was kind of, I felt kind of awkward, you know, the first time dancing without anything in my body, but 
after 10 minutes, I was like, wow, this is really good. I'm just having a good time. I'm just uh, enjoying, actually enjoying the music more and uh, just go with it. Yeah. Excellent. And as you know, in recovery, we learn a lot of different st- like sayings or traditions or kind of things to live by. Do you have any sort of favorite quote that you love or repeat to yourself regularly? I would say, I would say, yeah, yeah it's a kind of bit, I'm, I'm not sure if this is kind of a recovery quote, but I would say like the only one stopping you is you because at the end, when you're sober and when you got this one year or two years that you are in control of your life, you are in control of the decisions that you make. And you are also in control of how you anticipate in decisions where you don't have to control of. So that's really important for me. Never blame anyone or any circumstances in my life. Yeah, no, I, I understand. And that definitely is a good quote to live by. Cause I know when I was in my active addiction, it was everyone else's fault and not my own. And, fault, right? you know? yeah. <laughs> it was you, it was the weather, the, the train, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And share with our listeners a little bit about how they can find you on Instagram or wherever else you'd like to send them. Yeah, no, my Instagram is, is called the coach, uh, the coach. So that's, that's basically it. I have another Instagram account that's kind of in Dutch. So I think the coach within, I guess a lot of uh, people are not Dutch who are going to listen. Yeah. So it's a coach within and they can find everything uh, there. If they're interested in, uh, in coaching or reading my book, there's also like a link in my, in my bio. So they, they, uh, they can check that out. And yeah, just basically there. All right. Excellent. Well, thank you so much for joining us. It was a pleasure getting to know you more. No worries. And thank you for having me on your podcast. Yes. And thank you listeners for listening. Uh, If you're interested in sharing your story, getting involved with the show, or just saying hi, you can email me at gayapodcast at gmail.com, or you can find me on Instagram at gayapodcast. And make sure you follow us wherever you're listening right now so you can get new episodes whenever they come out every Monday and Thursday. And until that time, stay sober, friends.